Pulp MX Network production. You cast me, I'll complete me till What's up, guys? It's Alex Gray, and you're listening to the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. That's all we need is more fake news, Pulp MX bullshit. It's quality, not quantity, all right, man? Welcome back to another episode of the Pulp MX Wrap-Up Show. I'm Darkside from the Moto X Pod Show. This week, we're going to go over show... 405 with Chris Kiefer, Eric Phipps from Works Connection, Chris Betts, and Cody Webb all in studio. Um, I'm going to tell you right now, last week was one of my all-time favorite shows. Didn't love the show so much. You guys probably know why. We're going to discuss that. Um, yeah, it was actually a pretty good show up until a point there where uh, yeah, it fell off for me just a little bit. But uh, really excited about this uh, night before Thanksgiving, so I wish all you guys a happy Thanksgiving, and I want to thank all the Pulpamex sponsors, BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Race Tech Suspension, Michelin Starcross Fives, Maximum Oil, X-Brand Goggles, Pro Filter, Works Connection, Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, Roost Graphics, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Fire Power, Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Eagle Grit, Hand Cleaner, MotorcycleIndustryJobs.com, LAHondaWorld.com, Ojo Bags, Ride Engineering. Once again, all these sponsors on PulpMXShow.com. Hit the sponsor links, use the discount codes, support the sponsors that support the show so that we can keep all these shows going, including this show. Even if you don't like it, the sponsors, uh, you know, they're, they're mandatory, they're needed. So support those guys. But yeah, we're going to get into this episode real quick. Got a couple great guests coming up. Let me introduce them. If you are looking for a high-performance seat cover and foam, Guts Racing is the place to go. Andy Gregg and Guts Racing has been providing seats for many of the best riders in the world. So visit GutsRacing.com today. And Guts Racing brings us Mr. Mark Winder, also known as Mouse. What's up, Mark? Hey, Jamie. How are you? Doing great, man. Great to have you on. Really excited to get into this. Let me get to our other guests real quick. WSA is providing the best quality wheels in the business. Whether you race professional supercross or just a weekend warrior, W has the wheels for you. W can even restore your old wheels, so visit WUSA.com and let John and Christian Anderson take care of you today. WSA brings us Hal Simpson. What's up, boys? What's going on, man? Excited to talk to you. Uh, you know, you called in last night, so that we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, Hal, Mark, you guys are both good friends of mine, but right off the bat, I'm going to say, and I kind of mentioned this in my intro, last week was one of my all-time favorite shows. This week, I didn't love it so much, and I think you guys know why towards the end, but we're going to get to that also. Um, let's start right off with you, Mark. Uh, give me a grade of episode 405, A, B, C, D. Ooh, um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go A minus. A minus. Okay. How about you, Hal? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say uh, I'm going to say B trending towards B minus. <laughs> okay. Huh, B minus, huh? So how, why is it trending towards a B minus? Uh, it had it had its moments, man. It, it peaked and then it kind of went. I don't know. It just kind of started going a little bit uh, to the south. It just it was kind of. Well, I, I really enjoyed the in-studio guests. Um, I thought Chris Betts was fantastic. Uh, Cody Webb, once he got in there, was great. I, I'm always a fan of, of Chris Keepers. And I really like Eric. Eric was kind of quiet most of the time, but um, I enjoyed the in-studio guests. I only had an issue with one or two parts of the show. Uh, we're going to get to that. 
But um, let's just get this thing going. So I, I mentioned earlier, Kiefer, Eric Phipps, Chris Betts, Cody Webb, all in studio. Um, right off the bit, bet, right off the bat, they are talking about uh, the cameras are in studio. There's there's lights in studio, and they're recording for um, the Red Bull Spy Moto Show, which. That's cool, man. They have all these podcasts on this thing last year, you know, and cut in between talking about Supercross and the season. Um, you know, I'm kind of waiting for our show to get put in there, but they started off the show talking about, you know, Supercross, right? And Cooper Webb, um, Steve asked Chris Kiefer right off the bat, you know, it's, you know, do you think that everything falls apart for Cooper Webb? There was a little discussion on that. I kind of want to get, you're a KTM guy, How? What do you think Cooper Webb does? You think, uh, you know, there's any, any substance to Cooper Webb not being able to, you know, repeat or even be competitive? Well, okay. So we started off the week with that was the dumbest shit I've heard all week. Because check it out. The dude won a Supercross championship, right? Yep. On a 450 after having a miserable time in the 250 class. And, and he, he just, or rather a miserable time at Yamaha. So when he came over to KTM, he was kind of on the back foot. And who, you know, who expected him to do that well, you know, and, and come out and win it. So anyone that would say, you know, how he's going to fall apart, that, that's ridiculous. That, that is absolutely emotive and ridiculous and biased. So, no, whoever said that, I, I think they're talking out the left side of their ass. <laughs> okay. So, Mark, uh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, is Cooper Webb going to be, you know, a podium guy, championship contender? Uh, you know, Chris Kiefer says, yeah, there, obviously there's a chance that it happens. I mean, I think that's what he meant when he said yes. Or it, it's a chance that it could happen to anybody. But Kiefer says, I think Webb is the guy, but he also thinks Eli's the guy. I'm not sure how – I get what he's saying. It kind of sounded funny when he said it. But what are your thoughts, man? Is Kiefer right? You know, what, what's Cooper Webb's uh, 2020 season going to look like? I think I, I lean more towards Kiefer. I think Cooper certainly runs up front. I think Cooper's a podium guy. I think he's got a great chance of winning again. You know, we know he's mentally very tough. But I also think that I, I keep waiting for Steve, like uh, like Steve on Tomac. The other shoe has to drop sometime mm -hmm. for Tomac. Is it going to drop this year? So I certainly think that Cooper... Uh, you know, has an excellent shot of repeating. I think he's certainly going to run up front. He's going to win several races and be on the podium a ton. You know, barring injury, obviously. But, sure. Uh, but I think that uh, I still wonder, is this Tomac's year? So I think that's what Kiefer was doing, and or that's what Kiefer was alluding to, and that's kind of where I am. Yeah, I could... I'm a big Cooper. I'm a big Cooper West fan. So I'm. I'm but, but him. But him falling apart is. No, I don't agree with that. Yeah, other than if he if he runs into the end of the stadium and pancakes himself on the wall, okay, <laughs> maybe we can go fall apart. Okay. Yeah, I don't think he's going to fall apart. I think uh, you know Steve kind of mentioned you know how Jason Anderson had talked about you know after winning the championship there was all these responsibilities and it was very difficult and that's that's pretty unusual. Steve mentioned that uh, we've never heard another champion champion say that before. I don't think that's Cooper Webb's personality. I think that's something with Jason Anderson where he just doesn't really enjoy the media stuff. It's not the part of the, the yeah. racing that he loves. 
Uh, I think Cooper right. Webb can handle all that, no problem. Um, you know, I, I think Cooper has every possibility to be just as good as last year. I hope he does come out and surprise everybody. Uh, you know, Kiefer mentioned as far as Eli goes, he said, like, if he doesn't do it this year, when is he going to do it, right? Because, I mean, his his times, his chances are running out, especially with AC moving up. Um, but I really felt like this first segment of the show was geared a lot towards the the Red Bull Moto Spy show, uh, you know, where they were talking about the actual 2020 season. There wasn't a whole lot of, uh, you know, busting balls and BS and, and typical pulp stuff. I think that was... I felt like that was kind of on purpose for that for the cameras. I don't know if you guys were watching Facebook Live or not. Anybody? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I watched. Yeah, I watched Facebook Live. But I, you're you're right. I, I guess I didn't realize that. I didn't put the two together. So that's a great observation. I did notice that they covered up <laughs> Steve's monster fridge yeah, with yeah. a jersey. Yeah, I think that and was. And then the, someone yeah. on someone on Facebook uh, commented on that and I said the Red Bull crew is in there. So right. I thought that was pretty comical. Yeah, there's a lot of people complaining about the lights and I think even Kiefer said something about the lights, but that was for the for the video and I know that in the future Steve is going to try to do some more video stuff, which I think the fans will like in the end. Um, how about the the kind of a hot topic that really they, they didn't touch on a lot, but Kiefer said that he heard Marvin re-injured his knee, Hal. Yeah, I I had heard something about that. Um, I can't remember where it was, but that he had heard it uh, after at some point after Monster Energy Cup in practice. Yep. Um, yep. And he hadn't been riding since, you know, to let it get fixed up. So. Yeah, that'd be interesting. That'd be uh, yeah. If Marvin does not come in healthy. That's, you know, already that's one guy down, you know, we're going to talk about Dino in a minute, Al, but we, we already know that Dean is coming oh back boy. from an injury and, you know, hopefully he'll be ready for A1, but the chances of him being 100% are unlikely, but we're going to get into that in a minute. I want to get right into Joey Savacci. Uh, he was the first and really only major uh, call for the show call guest of the night. And Joey, man, Joey's always, this always seems to be a great guest. Whether you go back to the show he did with Anton, where he broke open the the you know Eli not paying him, um, I, I really I like uh, Joey's honesty and the fact that he had mentioned that Eli didn't pay him, he was willing to talk about that, and he really kind of got a a raw deal really with Kawi by getting let go after having a good year. I mean, it's unfortunate with all the things that he did. He probably had a really bad experience at Kawasaki, Mark. Yeah, I, I've never been – Joey's never been one that I've followed, a racer that I've followed. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, when – you know, going back to 250s when the, that race in Vegas with Zacco, it's really, you know, kind of when I first started paying attention to him. To Cowie, you know, I think we all kind of knew it was a one-year deal until either AC or Austin Fortner was ready to move up. But I'm really disappointed uh, in the way that – Cowie treated him after hearing that, and and I really I think I have a newfound respect for Joey and appreciate yep. his his open openness and his honesty and and uh, yeah I, I gotta tell you my my respect level for uh, maybe Eli and Kawasaki took dropped a couple notches after listening to but you know like you talked about the, the show he did with Anton. And then last night, I'm just really disappointed to hear that. I know that stuff goes on. 
Yeah. It's always disappointing to hear it go on in a sport that you that you love. Well, I think that's a really common uh, thought process or feeling of losing some respect for Eli over that. A lot of people in the, the a lot of fans, I think, feel that way. Hal, I mean, you, you work at a major company, a, you know, a huge company. Um, what do you think about did did Kawasaki handle that appropriately? Do you think? I mean, look, he did have a one year contract. They did what they needed to do. It's a business. I don't really think they did anything wrong. It was just unfortunate for Joey. Yeah, you know, there's there's two sides: the emotive side or the emotional side, the riders and the contracts and the athlete side, and then there's the business. You know, and and the business is the business. And if they went into it with a one year contract, understanding that. Hey man, if we have room for you at the end of the day, and, and you got to know that Cian Cirillo is coming up, right? You yep. know he's coming yep. into the truck. So you know, going into that contract, if Savachi went into that contract thinking, "Hey, I'm going to go buy a nice big house because I'm going to have a contract <laughs> at the end of next year," yeah. that's kind of that's that's a bad business decision. So I, you know, going into it, he should have known the likelihood of me being pulled over is almost none, unless Cian Cirillo gets hurt or jumps teams. You know, it, it, I would say he would have a 30% chance of, you know, one of three things happening. So I, I don't think that they treated him wrong. But, you know, I got to go back to this whole, you know, Eli didn't pay me. Okay. Well, you know, that honestly, man, I, that's, I think that's just a, that's a huge, it just is, I want to clean my language up a little bit for you, but I just think that's a, that, that's a bad way to look at it. If you, you pulled over, you allowed him to come past you. You took that upon yourself. So if the guy doesn't want to share with you, then fine. He doesn't share with you. If he, Would I share with you if you did that for me? Probably so. But I like you. Maybe Eli doesn't like him. <laughs> well, let me let – me, I, I kind of – I should rephrase it because Joey never said he expected to be paid. He, he said I'd been happy if he had just acknowledged it. Yep. And it doesn't sound like Eli even yeah. acknowledged it. And I think that's where the biggest issue really is. Not really getting paid, but – it was clear that Joey let him go. He waved him by, but he also slowed down significantly because he knew Eli was coming. Now, anybody that says, and Steve touched on this, anybody that says that Eli would have got him anyway, Joey actually mentioned, he said, there's no way he would have got me had I not slowed down knowing he was coming on that last lap. So, yeah, I, I would think, I like, believe yeah, I would think, you know, him saying, hey, man, I really appreciate that at the very most would be expected by most people you yeah, know? yeah but you know eli that, i'm not ridiculous. eli is a little bit socially awkward so maybe that's why he did i don't know i'm not i don't know eli well enough to badmouth him but i thought the the interview with steve on pulp monday night was really great because joey was very honest again with you know those discussions and just talking about you know hey i was bummed that they announced ac ac early and i had to sit in autograph lines while people were congratulating him a lot of writers wouldn't talk about that those emotions openly, I don't think, and and let them let the fans know that they're actually human. So I really appreciated that from Joey. Um, I laughed at the beginning of the interview where Steve was like, "What did I even do to upset you in the beginning?" Like you know, Steve upsets so many writers and says so many things that he doesn't even remember why some writers are mad at him. That's that was uh, pretty funny to me. Um, all right, Hal. So again, KTM, you're the KTM. Uh, Lover, you love KTM about as much as you love Dean Wilson. What do you think about KTM acquiring Gas Gas? That was news to me on Pulp Monday night. 
Yeah, well, that's a that's a pretty pretty significant deal. I mean, you look at what they did. What was it four years ago, three years ago with Husqvarna? Um, you know, they're they're capturing that that uh, that part of the market. You know, the off road enduro dual sport. You know, uh, type a uh, hard enduro. Uh, the other side of it. You know, they now they're going to have uh, the KTM side with the the KTM off road team. You know, now the gas gas kind of niche market. Yeah, I mean that, that's a good business move, man. That's a that's a very good business move. Yeah, um, I agree. Uh, Mark, you know, KTM KTM really seems like they are not becoming like almost like not a dictatorship, but they're they're trying to take over, man. I mean, they if you look at their GP team, which I want to talk about when we talk about Cody Webb here in a minute, the the riders they have, and you look at the team, the riders they have in the U.S. and acquiring Alden Baker. Uh, you know, the electric bikes that are coming out, the, the gas gas takeover, buying Husky. I mean, KTM is going for world domination, Mark. Yeah, and if you, um, you know, this was, I know you said you heard it Monday night. It was, it was announced several weeks ago, and there was an article on Cycle News about it in an interview with Stephen Pierre, who talks about the fact that he now has, I mean, three brands where he's going after the Japanese now. He's yeah. playing on their turf. And, you know, like you know, with the acquisition with Husky, and then last year Husky sold more bikes than, than the brands ever sold in its existence. Um, and, you know, I'm an old Husky fan, as you know. And uh, so I love to hear that. Now he's got uh, a European Enduro brand plus the Trials bikes. He's, he's put together – you know, a portfolio that he feels now he can legitimately go after the, the Japanese. And, you know, Koldenhoff, the team that Koldenhoff rides for on MXGPs, is switching to gas gas, even though they're still going to be KTMs. And I think, did Keeper say it last night or was it previous? There's rumors of Rocky Mount running gas gas this coming year. He brought uh, or, it up last know. night or Monday night. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I couldn't remember which podcast yeah. or where I heard it, but but you know they're clearly they're clearly going after the market, yeah, and they're not afraid. He's not afraid to throw money at it. No, it'll be really interesting well, you know, to see what happens in the next five you know, years. Yeah, well, you know, you, when, when you think about their manufacturing and their logistics line, just putting a big corporate to it, you know, they manufacture most of the. I mean, they build their own radio their radiators. You know, they yeah. they own. I right. believe they own a. I believe they own Athena. Um, they own, you know, WP. And WP Heavy Industries builds frames. They build radiators. They build swing arms. You know, all the, yeah, swing, all that stuff. So you think about now he's creating another way to put his supply line on the showroom floor. So he's using all yeah. the facilities of this business. That's a, that's a fantastic model. Yeah, I agree. And I don't know. I don't know how. I don't know how deep you want to drill into it, but I do think that there is a bit of a caveat with gas gas. Uh, and, um, and that is that the enduro bikes and the trials bikes, I believe are made in Spain. I don't know if he's going to want to change that. Yeah. Right. I mean, he, he may change some components, but I, I don't know if his, what his plans are for that, but certainly I can see him moving the motocross bikes uh, to Austria and running those lines. I just don't know if, you know, what he'll do with the local economy there with yeah. the, you know, Spain and the existing workers. Well, we'll, we'll I wonder how much, I wonder how much this has to do with the, with the Euro and the EU, the destabilization of the marketplace in the EU. 
And well, I don't know. Well, let's let's move on from let's move on from that because that really really they didn't get into that too much in pulp. We need to wrap up pulp. So I don't want Steve clippy clippy in me. I do want to mention the Works Connection contest contest at pulpmxshow.com for a uh, whole shot device from Works Connection. Put fuck dark side in the uh, content line apparently, and you can get involved to win a Works Connection. Uh, starting device. It is the best starting device on the market. So yeah, fuck Dark Side. All right, awesome. You're my Jamie. You're my boy. I didn't <laughs> even. I didn't even participate in the contest. Oh man, you can still do that. Hell, I did, I'd participate if I could. I'd put fuck Dark Side in there <laughs> if uh, Eric hadn't already sent me one. Eric and, and Kiefer. So I, yeah, that shit doesn't really bother me. We will talk about something that did bother me Monday night here in just a few. But uh, let's get to a couple right. calls real quick. We're gonna get to Cody Webb. Um, how you called in, you're the old man that doesn't know how to work his Garmin watch, I guess. Um, I, I laughed. We don't need to touch on that too much, but it did make me laugh. Cause I just thought of you as the old man, like, Hey, Sonny, can you show me how to use this? Um, but anyway, how about Dylan? <laughs> Dylan's who I want to talk about, man. Um, Dylan, look, man, Dylan is a passionate motocross, uh, fan. He loves his Eli Tomac. He's the kind of guy that, you know, he puts money into the sport buying, he, he owns a Kawasaki, it looks like, from his social media. Uh, you know, he, he's going to go to the races when he can. He goes to nationals. You know, everybody busts on him for his voice, and I think that's really unfortunate because even if his, his opinions are a little bit uh, jaded, maybe, a little bit far-fetched, the guy's passionate. He's, he's just like you and I. I mean, he's like Hal is with Dino. Dino's just as crazy, or Hal's just as crazy about Dean. Mark, what do you think about Dylan, really? I mean, take take the voice, the high-pitched voice, away. I mean, as a fan, man, as a caller, I think he's fine. Yeah, I don't I don't judge somebody on their voice. I, mine probably, probably be people that don't like mine, too. But or mine. I didn't like Dylan. I didn't like Dylan at first. I thought he was annoying. But like you said, uh, he's passionate. But more than that, he's respectful. The yes, sir, and the no, sir. He's grown on me. Okay. At first, I didn't, first I wasn't a fan of Dylan, but now I look forward to him calling in. Uh, I think it's kind of comical about the whole Eli thing, and and he kind of knows that he kind of won't hear it, but he'll acknowledge that you know someone else has a point, but he doesn't really want to listen to you. Well, his his so I've kinda, his point yeah, Monday grown. night. I'm sorry, his point Monday night about Monster Cup and nobody else was there was completely invalid. Yeah. Like that, it didn't matter. You know, AC beat Eli, and Eli, and in Dylan's opinion, Eli's going to beat everybody else, whether they're there or not. And AC, AC still beat him. And he, yeah, he was definitely a little, uh, his, his, he had the blinders on at that point, Hal, for sure. Yeah. <clears throat> he's, he's got a Eli picture somewhere weird. Well, so do you. You've got one of Dil or of Dino. You know you do. I, I know in your. I've seen. I've rode in your truck, and I've seen that picture on your visor of Dean. And you know, so I, with the shirt off. Yeah, whatever. You can't see this. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I want to step back real quick. Uh, there was a. They put a poll up, or they wanted to put a poll up. I don't think they actually did about who gets more poll positions in 2020: Adam Ciancerello or Eli Tomac. Yeah. Uh, how? They put it up. Okay. I didn't. I didn't see that one. I don't think, but I, I saw the one on Will Hahn. But who, what do you think, Hal? Who gets more pole positions uh, in twenty twenty? AC or Eli? Um, it's obvious. I mean, I, I think Eli. Okay. No. Ooh. 
All right, Ooh. all right. Uh, Mark, how about you, man? Just real quick. No. See, AC, I think, can pull in better. He's a better qualifier and better one lap guy. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, he pulled he pulled quite a few in the two fifties. I don't remember Eli pulling a ton. Um, but uh, so I'm going to go AC. Okay. But all I'm right. also an AC super fan. Right. Right. All right, let's talk about Cody Webb. Cody Webb showed up a little bit late. Kiefer gave him the wrong address. He was trying to break an entry in somebody else's house. Um, with his hood up. Yeah, with his hoodie on. He's, he's lucky he didn't get shot. Probably. Well, if he had been in Texas, he probably would have got shot. Um, but Cody Webb you know, made a switch to Sherco, which was pretty interesting. That was a hot topic of the night. Um, first of all, Cody was a fantastic guest, very educated. Uh, Hal, give me your thoughts on Cody Webb as a guest. Like I mentioned earlier, I, I, my first note was, you know, the adult in the room. Um, <laughs> I, and, and the reason I say that is he's articulate, he's respectful, um, he doesn't, you know, just lash out or, you know, whatever. When somebody has an opposing view, he discusses it. He asks questions of people. Um, you know, when those dudes were uh, busting on you about your crash, you know, he was kind of like asking questions like, well, what happened? You know, and so it, he just seemed to be more of a – uh, of a, a not a dramatic person, but just a, a common normal man. Yeah, not a not a prima, not a prima donna at all. Totally agree, Mark. You you had some thoughts off air. Um, go ahead and share those with us. Yeah, I really thought he, like how I said he is very articulate, well spoken. Later in the show, he mentioned that he had an engineering degree, and, and to me. That that's what tied it all together. Here's a guy that isn't starting off his responses with, yeah, no, for sure, or obviously. Uh, it just didn't speak like the normal professional dirt bike racer. Yeah. Uh, so I, I I was really impressed with that. Plus, I thought it was cool to have a non-MX or Supercross guy on. You know, we got to talk about some different things and different disciplines so absolutely I, like- I, I thought he was yeah i thought he was a fantastic guest very refreshing to have somebody different on yeah i really enjoyed the he's switch. No D- he's no dean wilson though <laughs> no he's no dino i really enjoyed the switch to some off-road talk um and you know again just with what i got from that interview was uh like you said a maturity level and the fact that he left you know factory ktm one of the most powerful teams in the, we just talked about that right in in the sport right now and went to another team because he wants to feel like he's a crucial part of the brand he wants to be able to have a little more open schedule he mentioned that he would love to do the hawaii supercross um you know and, and him talking about being a crucial part of a brand basically saying look ktm has you know so many guys so many top level guys which made me kind of go look at the the ktm mxgp team with you got hurlings Cairoli, prado Oldenhoff, you know, not necessarily on the factory team, but you got Tom uh, Vial coming up. Uh, I mean, there's so many guys. I, I kind of see where he's coming from, where he's like, hey, I want to go ride at a brand, you know, that is focused on me. And, and I don't think that's uh, selfish. I think that's just you, he didn't want to get lost in the shuffle, Hal. Yeah, you know, one of the things that kind of came across to, with me about him is when I said he's the, the adult in the room, mm-hmm. he seems to be able to see his position and know that, you know, hey, look, you know, I want to be happy with where I'm at. I want to be happy with what I'm doing. And I have other options. 
and I don't have to be beholding to somebody if I don't want to be there with them. If it's a good team or a bad team, if I want to be somewhere else, I have options, and I'm not going to tie myself down to someplace yeah. I don't want to be. Where when you talk to some of these guys in Supercross and Motocross, now it's a complete, I understand it's a completely different atmosphere. I'm sure the money isn't what it is, you know, in Supercross there in off-road. But, you know, how many guys do we see that are struggling and almost begging for rides? And it's mm-hmm. almost like they're, they're on the opposite side of the coin as Cody Webb. You know, he's not going to hold – he's not going to be held hostage. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what came across. Right. Yeah, I um, I, I was, like you guys said, re- really refreshed with this with him in studio I'd like to see more guys, more off-road guys in studio. It was kind of cool to get a little, a little taste of the other side, you know. And I think that's something that Steve, hopefully, he'll look at, even though he doesn't love off-road necessarily. Maybe Kiefer can get some other guys in there. Um, before we move on, hey Jamie, yeah, go ahead. Hey, can I make one more observation Absolutely. about Cody Webb? Yep. <clears throat> this may stem from him not being homeschooled as a you know young, going to college and getting a degree. But he danced. I I thought he danced around it a lot throughout the course of the evening. But he finally talked about it at the end. I think he's looking for beyond racing. Oh yeah. I think he's looking at uh, what's my long term role in the industry. He talked about you know you know expanding. You know, obviously he wanted to get back into trials and that kind of stuff in the short term. But he said towards the end. He wants to do R&D. He wants yep. to, you know, do other things in a company. I think he was looking at KTM, and he didn't see that role. And Sherco said, we'll let you do whatever you want. So um, I really – I thought that was a smart move by him. And, and I, I kept thinking, is this what he's trying to do? Is he looking for beyond racing? And then at the end, it kind of came out that, yeah, you know, he, he wants to do – you know, what's he going to do when his racing days are done? And he wants a position. He wants to position himself now for that. Yeah. And I it, thought that was he super, was super. He wants to be Roger Webb. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, he, yeah, he may be able to be like the new, excuse me, uh, still coughing he here, still Roger dealing with my lungs. Yeah. He, he may be the next Roger DeCoster, you know, if he, with a, if he has that type of skill level, who knows? Um, I think nothing but good things would come for him. And I think Steve, yeah. allowing him to be in studio and talk some off-road without really talking down on the sport like he jokes about sometimes. I think it was really great and good to see Steve, you know, willing to shift gears a little bit with that. Uh, let's do these sponsor reads real fast before we get into my call. That's going to be a hot topic for me. All right. <laughs> BTO Sports, Fly Racing, Vertex Pistons, Vortex Racing, Racetech Suspension and Engines, Michelin tires, Maxima oils, X-Brand goggles, Pro Filter, Works Connection, OGO bags, Ride Engineering, The Atlas Brace, FMF Racing, Roots Graphics, W Wheels, Guts Racing, Get Data, Firepower Batteries and Chains, EVS Sports, Eagle Grit, Motorcycle Job, IndustryJobs.com, and LAHondaWorld.com, all making everything possible in the pulp world, including this show. So thank you very much for that. Okay, so, yeah, I... uh, I called in um, about I, – I knew this was coming. Steve and I talked about it off-air earlier or at the end of last week. So I'm sure most everybody knows I was at Cycle Ranch last weekend for the Fly Fun Day. I rode Damon Bradshaw's 2020 YZF450, and I ate shit, broke four ribs, punctured a lung, had some great audio that I was willing to send in to Marks to you know, bash me with. 
So just so anybody listening, look, I was in on this. I knew it was coming. I'm, I was, I knew it was fair game. I thought it was good content. Um, and I expected it. Uh, let's go ahead before we get too deep into it. Uh, Mark, what'd you think, man? What'd you think of the way they treated me? What did you think about the jokes uh, or anything? What are your thoughts? Oh, I love the banter, uh, first and foremost. I think uh, they might maybe a little harsh on you. Okay. As I, you know, I, I don't necessarily look at this as a negative thing. Um, Long term. You know, I think there's going to, yeah, I think there's going to be some good stories. This will be a great story for you to tell for years to come that you wadded up Damon's Yamaha. Yeah. Um, I, I, uh, so, so I think they were a bit, I think they're a bit harsh on you, Jamie, but I think in the end, in the long run, this could work to your advantage. Maybe some folks watch, you know, they listen to the show. They, maybe they weren't big fans of the Motopod show, but they'll start listening now. Maybe they didn't know anything about it, but now they're seeing your video and they'll tune in. I think, you know, for, the wrap-up show in the Moto X Pod Show. I think this could be a, this could be a good thing for you. Okay, Hal. What are your thoughts? Yeah, man, I, I thought it was funny. Uh, you know, I, I call on my call. I, I was busting your nuts a little bit. Yeah. you know about the uh, business opportunities. The but you know, yeah, we're you know we're all buddies. You know, we all talk, we all text, we all you know, we, we bust each other's nuts. You bust my nuts. Sure. Well, I thought I thought it was cool. I, I thought it was funny, but it it. Sort of, it kind of went on and on and on. It, it kind of was like, all right, let's let's move on. Right. <laughs> it, it got a little old, but uh, but yeah, it, Drug was, out. it was funny. I, I thought it was funny. Yeah, I mean, Steve, I, go ahead, go ahead, Mark. Well, I, I when you guys were at Cycle Ranch, you and Skippy were there. I texted back and forth with you guys a little bit over the weekend. Yeah. Skippy sends me a text saying you got hurt. You uh, with with the video, and the very first thing I asked was, "Is that Bradshaw's bike?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was my first concern. Was oh my god, did Jamie wad up Damon's bike? Um, because you know the big the shock, the surprise was is that Damon wasn't riding gas gas, and now he gets a he gets a Yamaha, and the very first weekend he gets a Yamaha, you go out there and destroy it yeah uh so so you know uh, not i i guess my first concern really wasn't for you i didn't know that you were (laughs) hurt that bad uh unfortunately yeah uh at the time i didn't know you were hurt that bad once i found out obviously i was concerned but now you know my first my first thought was dang it he destroyed well bradshaw's bike it was my second thought too so after i after i thought i was (laughs) after i thought i was gonna die because i could not get air then I thought, yeah, about that. But let me – a couple things to set straight, um, and I'll mention this now. Nash called in after the call, and really the only thing that bothered me about the whole thing Monday night was Nash's response um, about, yeah, basically Dark Side thought – you know, and, and Steve and Kiefer were joking about this, but Nash made it almost like it's a fact. Um, look, man, Damon was the, – the track I was on was way far away from where Damon was. There was never a moment in time where I thought Damon was watching me. He was busy – it, it wasn't, dude, I was literally taking it easy that weekend because I have been dealing with a neck issue and some nerve issues and I was going like, I'm just going to ride and have fun and chill this weekend. And I still messed up. 
um, which makes it worse. But yeah, I never once thought that Damon was, I, especially where I crashed. I knew there's Damon couldn't have seen me anyway. Um, but and it wasn't. It was Damon's first time ever riding the Yamaha. But thank God it was the end of the day Sunday. The track was about. He was done. That's why he was like, "All right, I'm done. You know, you can go ahead and take it now." Um, but also, it actually was not his personal bike. Thank God. It was you know a, a WPS rep got the bike for him that weekend. But it was the bike he was riding all weekend. It makes it funnier. Um, but yeah, I like. Yeah, I've got a lot of feedback on social media about they were, you know, way too hard on you. Why do you put up with that? Don't let Steve treat you that way, dude. Like to me, I find it it's all in fun and games. Steve told me Thursday or Friday, hey, if you call in, we want to talk about this. We're gonna bust your balls. I said, give it, you know, I, I can take it. Give me whatever you got. Um, so I was fine with that. The only, like I said, the only thing that really bugged me was I felt like Nash really believed. I thought. Damon was watching me and trying to show off, and that was definitely not the case. Um, you know, and I was obviously by sending the audio to Marks, I was opening it up fair game. I could have just not posted the, the damn GoPro, you know, and not told any. Obviously, people would know it happened, but they would have known all that other shit had I not been willing to be a part of it. Um, so anyway, yeah, that. But you know, they they're hard on me sometimes. Steve likes to bust my balls. Um, but I can take it, man. I mean, it's just whatever. I, yeah. I, you know, Steve would not allow this show to keep going if he really like had an issue with me or didn't like the show or whatever. Right. So all the people right. on social media that, you know, are like, it's, there are people that are coming to my defense a little bit, man. It's, it's all good. It's, it's just part of it. I'm okay with it. Um, so yeah, that, but I, I appreciate you guys. I do want, Steve would not let me thank the people that helped me at the track. Um, but I do, I yeah. want on here, Sorry, Steve. Brian Fullerton from Acherby's, who is a retired EM, EMT, took care of me for the 40 minutes I laid on the track, along with a guy named Jeff Wilson, who was down in San, uh, San Antonio, retired firefighter. Um, and then Skippy was with me almost the entire yeah. uh, ambulance ride and in that ho- hospital. And a guy named uh, Nicholas Walton helped Brian load all my shit in the trailer. Because there, there was a lot of people involved. You know, I was seven hours from home, and I had people had to load all my stuff in the trailer People had to get stuff to the hospital for me. Uh, it was an undertaking, and it really, really sucked. So those those four people in particular, and I'm sure there's other people, I, I really appreciate it because it was scary for a few minutes, man. Like, really, really, honestly, the first 10, 15 seconds, I thought I was going to die. Yeah, you could. your breathing was bad. You know, you could yeah. hear it. I could really not struggling. get air. I could not yeah. get air. when I Look, when I went over, as I said last or Monday night, and it sounds stupid, but I just don't know why I did that. I I don't know. I it was completely off of how I'd handled that part of the track every other time. But when I and a lot of people have said, "Oh, you should have just got on the gas and you could have rode it out." Well, dude, you hear me panic rev and I dumped the clutch. But when I hit, I just impacted the bars and as soon as I hit the bars, I knew I'd broke ribs. And as I was going over the bars, I'm thinking, "Okay, tuck." Don't land on my left shoulder because, you know, I've had neck issues and I've had this collarbone broke twice. I did land on my left shoulder and I knew as soon as I hit that it was fine. Um, so it was just, I don't know, man. It's, it's, it's just one of those things, you know, sometimes you crash. Fucking, I mean, you know, Ryan Villapoto looped out in the GPs. How does that happen? Don't fucking know. It just happens. Yeah. Right. But uh, all right, let's move on. That's enough talking about me and my call. Uh, Will Hahn calls in for the Works Connection Will Call. I've said many times this has become one of my favorite segments because I love Will. 
Um, and Steve tries fucking with Eric saying, or with Will saying, uh, Eric Phipps is so mad. He's going to pull a sponsorship because Steve has not got to ride the star Yamaha yet. Um, how you think, uh, Will is just dragging this thing out on purpose at this point. He, you know, you think he's, he's making it really hard on Steve just because it's funny. No, I think the guy is a team manager of a premier team, <laughs> okay. and he's got other shit to do. Right. You're probably right. But I would love it if he was just dragging it out. Uh, Mouse, is has this segment gotten old to you at this point? No, I, I actually look forward to it. And I, I, I'm a big fan of Will Hahn. I, I have been for a long time. And I, I look forward to this segment. And I also really uh, – Will's another guy that, that I think has done well, right, and, Post racing, yeah. Uh, as Kyle just said, he's the manager of a premier uh, race team, a team that has had tremendous success uh, so far, and by all accounts has an incredible bike. I, I realize that Will is very, very busy. That like you know he's got m- other priorities, but I would love Steve and. Keeper to finally test this bike because I want to know more about this bike. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Hey, 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 hey guys, stand the fuck by if Steve crashes it. Oh god, <laughs> man. Hey, you know, speaking of that, it, it was Steve did make me laugh. That was the one time I actually laughed. Well, maybe the two times I laughed in that call where he said, "Hey, maybe this is payback for filming my start at Glen Helen." I was, yeah, fair enough. So, hey, how? How I don't know if you saw my tweet to Will Hahn, but I asked him if he if Darkside yeah. could test the, the YZF250, <laughs> and Will did not respond. <laughs> no, he didn't respond at all. He didn't even he didn't even like my tweet. <laughs> uh, well, he's probably even, just busy. I, I don't. I don't log onto the tweeter. I I don't know how to do that shit. <laughs> all right. Twitter, all right. So whatever. hey, we're we're starting to run a little long, so I'm going to click a couple things off. Uh, Kiefer yep. did, did mention that he's going to run at least a na- one national next year. Uh, that's I'm looking forward to that. I think everybody yep. else that heard that would be excited. <clears throat> Let's get to this race tech rant real quick because I think this is a big topic. Um, Chris took Steve riding at a local place, you know, a, a corner track out in the desert. Uh, but his basic bitch is Steve is not does not get fired up or excited about much of anything really um especially about going riding he just he's pretty uh even keel most of the time kind of stays right there neutral or you know maybe one or two yeah. um and i can see that man you know when we go riding we talk about riding how you and i've gone riding before dude we're we're just fired up can't wait like right now i would love to jump on a bike and go ride i can't because of the issue and, and what i've talked about but um what do you think man what's is there <laughs> What's going on with Steve's personality, Hal, that he just doesn't get fired up over this thing that we love so much? I, I think you're, I think you're falling for his plan. Okay. Um, I, I think, I think he is fired up about it, and I think that's his way of expressing it. Uh, you know, I don't think he's, you know, one of these parade and celebratory type guys, but inside he is. You know, he doesn't get excited about this because I think he's managing his expectations. He's getting back into the sport, which I'm very proud of the guy for doing it. And he and I have talked a couple of times about it. And I think he's managing his expectations. I think he's having fun. And from what I know of Steve, if he doesn't want to do it, he's not going to do it. It doesn't matter what it is. If he doesn't want to do it, screw it. He's not going to do it. So by him throwing a leg over that motorcycle, you know, and, and I think Keeper is such a good friend of his that he just wants Steve to be enjoy. He wants him to enjoy it. He wants Steve to feel the thrill and, 
I just think he's too close to it, you know, to see that. Um, but I think Steve is enjoying it exactly the way Kiefer wants him to. He's just right. internalizing it. And I'm, I'm proud of the guy. And, I'm, and I'll tell you, you know, people keep saying that they're proud of, of uh, Steve for doing it, getting back into the sport. You know, I'm 53 years old. And it's good to have Old guys get back into it. Yeah, exactly. And so it's good to see guys do that. But, you know, people don't congratulate Kiefer for staying on him and being a good friend to him. Fair point. And, and help, he, he, no, you know, no one's pat, pat Kiefer on the back. Because Kiefer puts a like, – listen to what he said. He said he loaded the bikes. Yeah. You know, he did all this stuff. You know, he, and he's trying to help his friends. So I think that Kiefer should have as much – you know, congratulations and hey, good job, man. You're a good dude, and, and that's that's a damn good thing to do for your buddy. Good point. I haven't heard anybody say that. Uh, Mark, what, just real quick, what are your thoughts on that whole topic? First, I think Steve does it to mess with Kiefer sometimes. Uh, he won't show, you know, he knows how excited Kiefer gets, and he won't show Kiefer that emotion in order to screw with him. Uh, but I also think that that's probably what makes those two really good friends, right? They're, they're right, kind right. of the opposites. Uh, you know, Kiefer's excitement is tempered by Steve's even keeledness. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That's a very good point. Uh, all right, let's let's do some rapid fire things. Uh, we got X Brand tear offs and BTO tweets. So I'm going to touch on a couple of the tweets and a couple of the tear offs. I want your guys' responses real quick. Excuse me, I'm still trying to once again trying to catch my breath. Um, okay, X-Brand tear-offs. Will AC win a Supercross? Steve says no. I think everybody else thinks he's crazy. Uh, how? Will Will AC win a Supercross? No. Oh, wow. Okay, Mark, I, I believe I, you're a fan. You're going to say yes. I don't even have to ask you. I'm going to say no. You really don't think he's going to win one? I don't think he's going to win one this wow. year. I think, he needs, I think he needs a year okay. in, in the class. Okay. All right, success pie. Uh, for uh, Cooper Webb, Alden Baker, the KTM bike, or himself? Uh, give me a give me a percentage there, Hal. Um, explain the question. Okay, so they were talking about with Cooper Webb having two bad years at Yamaha. He moves over to the KTM. He goes to Baker's factory. Uh, he adjusts some things himself. What are, of those three things? What what are the, what's the most significant? Do you think to his championship last year? Oh, I, th- I think the discipline and the uh, the structure of the program, it, which includes the bike and Roger DeCoster's uh, racing yeah. program, training program. I, I think it's all of that. So you feel like it's a pretty equal thing, really. It's just all everything combined, all those three things combined. Yeah, exactly. Okay, fair enough. All right, Mark, yeah. would you agree, yeah, or do you I, have I, a you... – Mark? Yeah, I think how – I would agree with how, for the most part, I think it's – Fifty percent bike, twenty five percent coupe, twenty five percent Baker's program. Okay, all right. Um, I did want. I have a note here. I want to touch on Chris Betts, the baseball player. I thought was a really good guess. He was a lot of fun. Uh, he is a AC he's AC's buddy and a super fan. But I, I really enjoyed having him in the studio. So I just yeah. want to give a shout out to him. Yeah. I thought he was really good. Um, yep, I agreed. Okay, a couple BTO tweets. Uh, all right, here you go, Hal. Here's your time to shine. Who's going to have a better season, Dino or Joey Savacci? Now you got to take in. You got to take into consideration that Dino may come in injured. Uh, are you talking Supercross season? Yes, or are you talking Supercross. Supercross. Oh. We're Supercross only right now. Okay. Um, 
All right, I'm going to I'm going to qualify this by say good as in where they start. Okay. Right. So no, I'm not talking finishes or anything like okay. that. I, I so I think Dean will, and and give me just a second to explain. All right. Because he's going to come in. He's going to come in uh, unprepared and unprepared because he's been rehabbing. He's been you know working on his his body, getting himself strong again. Um, he doesn't have the freedom that Savachi has to train, you know, and, and have a stable program coming in. So I think from where he starts now to where he finishes at the end of the year, um, if, even if he completes, you know, all, if he completes all of the races and he's in the top ten uh, or top, I think that's a win. And but I do believe I think he will be in the top five. Uh, more more than he's not. Okay. Uh, all right. So, Mark, go ahead and give me yours real quick. Just give me uh, Dino or Savachi overall. I'm going to have to go with Savachi. Okay. Uh, all right. So, there's been discussion of the HEP team, uh, and they somebody put posted the question: Who does better of the guys that were on HEP last year? So, you got Adam Intonap, uh, Alex Ray, Kyle Chisholm. Which guy finishes better, Mark? Overall in Supercross. Ooh. Ooh. If history is any indication, it's going to be Chiz. That's but, the right answer. Yeah, but the A-Ray fan in me wants to see wants to see him do very well this year. I agree. Hal, give me your answer. Man, I, I couldn't have said it any better. I'm, okay. I, I think, but but let me let me go back. I think A-Ray is going to pull it out. I just think Chiz is getting long in the tooth. And I think A Ray is a A Ray just needs to put it together. His mind, his body, his bike, his program, and when he does, I think the kid is going to go right past Chiz in, at light speed if he can put all of his shit together. But yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah, You're probably right. Yeah. Being the Chiz fan, Chiz, I am. Go ahead. But Chiz is on the Omaha this coming year, right? Yes, uh, Rock River, I believe. I yep. mean, yeah, I mean. I, you know, arguably he's on a better bike than he was last year. So, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to go with Chiz, but okay. I want to see A-Ray kill it on the Cali this year. Okay. All right, last question from the tweet. So, this was just a fun question that they, they uh, proposed to Chris Betts. Uh, fastball to the nuts or case of triple? Which one would you pick, Hal? Um, neither. <laughs> yeah, we got to pick. Uh, got to pick one. Um, uh, I, I, well, since I've done both, I think, uh, <laughs> and and I, I have already have uh, I have a whole bunch of kids and grandkids, so I'm going to say I don't need the nuts anymore. So fastball. Okay. To them. How about you, Mark? I'm going to go in the triple because, like how I'm in my fifties, and if I'm attempting a triple. I've found some stone somewhere deep down, <laughs> uh, and that right. means I'm at least that means I'm at least trying to triple these days. So or, I'm going to say, or, or or you've or you've lost your place on the track. <clears throat> mm. <laughs> that never yeah. happens. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's wrap this thing up. No after dark. So we we don't have anything to discuss there. Let's get into I'm the. I'm about that. I was I too. I wanted some after dark. Yeah, me too. It's Kiefer has said he had to get back, but yeah, I was I was pretty disappointed. Um, let's. I'm always disappointed when there's no after dark. But let's get into the BTO tweets or the uh, BTO hot take. Excuse me, Mark. I'm gonna let you go first. BTO, your BTO hot take. All right. Here it is. <clears throat> 
we all know JGRs had struggles over the past two to three years with the manufacturers. No one's sure what's going on with Suzuki. They've got apparently everything worked out to go racing with Savachi and Alex Martin this year. My hot take is JGR moves to Gas Gas for 2020. Gas Gas needs needs a solid For 2020? Yeah, for 2021, I'm sorry. Okay, okay. Gas Gas is going to need a team to help, you know, uh, a a long-term solid team. JGR needs a manufacturer that's committed. Yeah. That's my hot JGR to Gas Gas for 2021. Okay, how? what's yours? Uh, Zach Osborne, Supercross champion. Ooh, I wow, like I, I like it. that one. I love it. Yeah, me too, Al. I love it. I like that one a lot. That that Zach's my guy. I hope that's a. I hope that's. I hope that's. <laughs> I hope that one comes true. That's all I'm gonna say. Hey, Hal, he, he is on me if, if if that comes true. There you go. That's right, buddy. Yeah, I, I, I'll tell you what, man. He is a quality human being. I, I put him right there with Dean. Yeah. He is a quality, quality human being. Agreed. I like Agreed. the guy. All right, guys. I, I really appreciate you coming on tonight. I want everybody to stay tuned. There is another uh, Hello Pookie segment coming up after the show, a new one. So look forward to that. Hal, Mark, Mouse, as you're known. Thank you guys so much for taking an hour of your time tonight, the night before Thanksgiving. I, I hope you guys have a great Thanksgiving, and I hope you guys had a good time. Yeah, thanks for inviting us, Jamie. Of course. All right, guys. We'll be uh, no show next week, but we will be back uh, in two weeks. What was that, Hal? Happy Thanksgiving, boys. All right, you too. Thanks, guys. Same to you, Hal. Happy Thanksgiving. All right, we're out. Back again with another episode of Hello Pookie. What's up, Pookie? How you doing? Doing good. Um, okay, so this topic, somebody sent me this message or this question. I think it's going to be a relatively short segment, but I thought it's kind of funny. We've talked about your love of Howard Stern in the past and the Whack Packers, and I got a F. Mary Kill from a listener. Are you ready? Uh, here we go. I love these. Okay, F. Mary Kill. Dr- Jeff the Drunk, High Pitch Eric, Eric the Actor. And I, I want reasons why. Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> okay. Oh my God, Jeff the Drunk is in high pitch. I don't even know who is more grotesque. Um. Oh my mouth! You guys watering yeah. from vomit. Okay. This one's bad. Uh, yeah, Jeff. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'll probably marry Eric because high pitch or Eric the midget because um, at least I don't know he's he's funny I loved him right I always loved when he called in um, high pitch and Jeff the drunk I can't stand either of them especially lately he's been talking to high pitch a lot because of his driving thing um, oh my god I have to have one of the, okay yeah I have to yeah, F high pitch Eric and kill Jeff the drunk Jeff's slurring the way he talks <laughs> yeah. and he just yeah grosses me out I, I could never even imagine <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I, I that was a tough one when I got when I got that. And I didn't even know if I should ask you, but you, you know, you're fun. You play along, so that was a good answer. I mean, I yeah. That's in probably, our group, we we always have to answer the F Mary kills. In our group of checks with the keepers that me and Stevie have, we have, we'll do them, and you you have to answer, and you can't give any you know side answers or loopholes or anything. It has to be a straight FMK. So I'm I love used it. to it. I love it. <laughs> 
Well, this was a, I knew this would be a relatively short one. It was straight to the point, but I appreciate you giving us a few minutes, Pookie. No worries. All right. We'll talk to you next time. See you, bro. All right. Why would you want to re-talk about the Pulp Show? Yeah, me.